Welcome into Ball. He is ESPN's Tom Lukabell. I'm Ryan Brown. Thank you for joining us. The show presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign on at MyBookie.ag. They will match that initial deposit at 50% up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. What is up, Lukes? How are you today? Hey, 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 man. I am doing good. Uh, I feel like we say it every week. Can't believe the completion of the regular huh. season is here. Now we're at championship weekend. And, uh, man, I, it just goes so fast, man. It really does. I mean, it just flies by. And every year, I know it does. And every year, I'm always stunned when I look up and yeah. we're in the first week of November or so, the first week of December and it's championship weekend. So, how, how about this? I uh, my, my daughter's 16th birthday was on Sunday and my son's 18th birthday is today. And my daughter got her driver's license to today or, or this morning. So, you talk about it going fast. She took off and ran to Target today, man, and I was a physical wreck. I bet. I um, bet. Life 360. I don't know if you oh, have Oh, oh, the greatest, the greatest parental tool of all time. That's right. You know where they are at all times. At all yep. times, and there's no hiding from it. That's right. Yeah, I, I would not have liked it growing up, but I love no. it as a parent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk some about the SEC championship game coming up in yep. Atlanta. Alabama taking on the Georgia Bulldogs uh, for Georgia. They they win and they're in the college football playoff for Alabama. We will see. I happen to think a win gets them in, but we'll see what happens. Um, I, and, and I want to I want to kind of walk through this on both sides of the ball. So let's start with Alabama having the mm-hmm. football with Georgia on defense. Um, we'll start with the Georgia defense, Luke's. This is a, a a team that they have not been that dominant defense that takes away the run. Mm-hmm. from you the way they have in the past. They're fourth in the SEC against the run, giving up about 118 a game. They've allowed 12 rushing touchdowns. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. It's like they didn't give up a rushing touchdown to November or something like yeah. that. Yeah. This has not been that shutdown rush defense that Georgia has had in years past. Well, it hasn't. And if you take a look at who they have played for the most part to this point, they haven't had to take on an overly dynamic runner at quarterback. Now, you can make an argument that Joe Milton can run and Joe Milton could take off and create a play here or there, but I'm talking about a true tailback-style player at quarterback, which is exactly what Jalen Milrow is. And, you know, I go back I go back to the Kentucky game plan for Alabama and how they integrated gap scheme run with the running backs versus the quarterback designated run game as well and then off of that the play action pass to move the pocket and move Jalen Milrow out so he's not always in the same spot I thought it was a really really good game plan I think it's also one that could be utilized here I go back to last week for looking at this from Alabama offensively or excuse uh, Alabama yeah offensively and Georgia defensively I just We've criticized Alabama up front. I do think they've improved. I think they've gotten a lot better. They've gotten more consistent. Some of that in the passing game is because Jalen Milrow has gotten better. But I feel that way in the run game, too. The question is, could they just line up and in a phone booth, run inside and outside zone, and win at the line of scrimmage versus Georgia? I think think that's a 50-50 toss-up. So, again, some of the gap scheme stuff where you're blocking down, you're pulling out, you're creating creases. You're trying to leverage the ball in the run game. If you don't feel confident, that you could just line up in an alley and go right right at Georgia. But, again, I, I think the X factor here, and as good as Carson Beck has played, one team has to play a dynamic player with his feet, and the other team doesn't. 
So on the Alabama offensive side, and this is not a reaction to the Alabama win at the Iron Bowl and the final offensive play for Alabama. Yeah. I, I've been saying this for a little while. Isaiah Bond has turned into a really good receiver. I mean, I Go think to, it, it, at the start of the year, it was almost like he was the burner that could get behind the defense and take advantage of a busted coverage. But he's a good every down receiver now for Alabama. He is. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because really now, unlike years past, most of the targets on that team at wideout are short. Yeah. Like they're under 5'11", they're under 5'10". So to design that play with him being the outside target versus Auburn and not have like a two to three to four inch, you know, height advantage, it just tells you how much confidence they have in him to go up and elevate and position himself and get the ball. But I, I agree with you. I think he's much better when the ball is in the air than he probably gets credit for. Now, when I say when the ball's in the air, not when he's tracking the over the shoulder ball and he's running underneath it. I'm talking about when he's got to turn up and square to the football, which means he might have to contort his body. He might have to elevate. On that particular play, he had to do both. And oftentimes, you know, some of the things, like I know in player evaluations, things we get worried about at the high school level or college going to the NFL is when you're below, when you're 5'10 or shorter, what value do you provide in the red area? When the field shrinks and the windows get smaller, like how how prominent are you and I think that's where he's probably stood out and grown the most yeah and and, and you kind of touched on this and we're going to talk mobile quarterback specifically in a moment but you kind of touched on this that uh the probably the biggest improvement in Alabama's offense was Jalen Milrow becoming more of a willing runner he seemed hesitant to run at times this year and as he's become more of a willing runner it has opened up everything it's not just Alabama's getting yards running it's made the passing game better it's made the offensive line better. It's helped Jace McClellan and Roy Dale Williams. Sure. The running backs, I mean, just being a willing runner for Jalen Milrow has changed that offense. The timing of the willingness, too. Because, yeah. you know, the stubbornness. And I understand, listen, I get it. If I was Jalen Milrow, I, there would be a part of me, too, that's wanting to just prove to everybody, hey, listen, I can throw the football. You know, I can make these plays. I can make the short to intermediate throw. I'm not just the vertical deep ball thrower. So when you get it ingrained in your head that I've got to prove that, right? And then I thought Tommy Reese, Nick Saban, and, and the young man himself did a great job of just finally getting to the point where if we call a pass and the five-yard hitch is there, take it, all right? And if you don't like it, don't force yourself into moving from here to here to here. If you feel like you've got something, go. Yeah. Let the instincts take over. And nobody's going to judge you negatively for that. Nobody's going to sit there and say, oh, well, this guy can only do this and he can only do this. Um Actually, the way you're going to be judged is if the chains move. And oftentimes when he's taking off with his legs, not only are the chains moving, but they're doing it in exciting fashion, which gets what? The stadium and the crowd going nuts. So trust me, nobody's criticizing you, Jalen. When you let your instincts and your natural ability do what they do best and the timing in your head in the passing game, when those opportunities present themselves and you, you let that ball go, then good things are going to happen. And I just think it's it just puts so much pressure on you to I mean it forced Auburn this is Auburn's been criticized widely by, by this it forced Auburn to have a two-man rush and a spy a late third spy over the center on fourth and 31 yeah that's how concerned they were he would have had to have run for a touchdown to convert that right? 31 yards against and, against yeah. you know five eight defenders in the secondary yeah and but that's so, how it, concerned they were yeah. That's how concerned they were with it. So it is serious on the back end when you have to face a quarterback like that.
He is ESPN's Tom Lugabill. This is Ball. It is presented each week by MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign on to MyBookie.ag. And they will match that initial deposit at 50% up to $1,000 when you use code next round. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie.ag. Code next round. Also, Manscaped.com. I have in my hands here the handyman. It is that compact razor. You can take it anywhere you go. Works great at home as well. Great shave. Easy to travel with. They got that and a lot of other great products. At manscaped.com, the beard hedger, which takes care of all the beard, and it's got the dial guard on it so the guard doesn't pop off at an inopportune time and gap up that beard. They got the lawnmower, <laughs> takes care of the body and the uh, undercarriage as well. The weed whacker takes care of the nose hair and the ear hair. Uh, they got great boxer shorts, great male body products, all right there at manscaped.com. And because you're watching ball, you can use my last name, Brown20, B R O W N, like the color, Brown20. And save 20% off your initial order at manscaped.com, code BROWN20. Great Christmas gift idea if you want to drop the hint or get it for that person in your life. All right, let's talk about mobile quarterbacks because these coaches are connected um, for a very long time. And it is the one thing an elite mobile quarterback has been the kryptonite for a Nick Saban defense. And a lot of times that was when Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator. Sure. Sure, sure enough, it has followed Kirby to, uh, to, to Athens as well. What is it about the athletic quarterback, the the mobile quarterback, that really bothers that defense? So with the caliber of players that, that Alabama's had and when Kirby Smart was at Alabama and the caliber of player that Georgia has now that Kirby Smart's uh, headlined that program, they've become accustomed to being able to control the box basically with a four-man front or a five- or six-man box max because right. they've been so talented and so dominant that they don't have to walk an extra safety down or they don't have to play with a heavy package on defense and have an extra big bodied linebacker in the box because they can handle the front. But the moment you add that extra number, that number gives you blocking advantages. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to negate the talent advantage that, that Georgia or Alabama has on defense. But what it does do is it negates the numbers you have to actually account for the ball carrier, right? So right. you've got enough to account for the blockers, the five offensive line, probably an H-back, but who's going to tackle the quarterback? And how do you account for that? Well, what do you have to do now? Now you have to move one of those safeties, likely down inside of the box, and so now you don't have two safeties back anymore. You're one-on-one -on -one out on the corner, and you have a single high safety, which is always going to be an indicator to the quarterback, that you're in one of two things. You're either in cover three or you're going to be in cover one, some form of man or zone defense. And that's the change, I think. And so what's happened in the past, and I think they've adapted and done a really good job of this, is they have learned that, okay, how do we show a certain look but have a body close enough to the box where we could insert him late and we don't get beat over the top on the backside. Right. And, and I think a lot of that is pre-snap alignment. Instead of your safeties being way, way back, now all of a sudden you're a lot closer to the line of scrimmage, and all of a sudden there's a sudden rotation. One guy comes up, and, and you account for it. You're still one-on-one, -on -one, but you're, you're, you're making the call, I think, more difficult. Now, keep in mind, the other thing that has created problems in all of this is pace of play. And this was something that really hurt Alabama early when, when Kirby Smart was there, was You'd have the, the dynamic athletic quarterback, and then the offense would start going fast. Right. And they would catch you with the wrong personnel on the field. 
And so now you had to adapt to figure out, okay, how, how are we going to play this? If we, if, if, if they're in four wides and we're in base personnel and we're not a nickel or dime, we're in trouble. Right. So that was an adjustment. So you have, you have that that you have to contend with. And then ultimately the RPO game, like here, here's the thing with RPO, RPO, the run pass option is if you're on offense, you want them to be in zone because you want to force a defender to be wrong. Well, the only way to really truly neutralize and get rid of the RPO is to play man-to-man. Well, very few teams in college football have the personnel to line up on every snap and just play man-to-man. Now, could Alabama probably get away with it? Yeah. Could Georgia get away with it? Yeah. Michigan, maybe a couple other teams could, could get away with it, but they don't want to live and die with it. Yeah. Right? So that that's created it's, – it's been a slew of things, and I know that we're talking about Alabama and Georgia here as it relates to Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, but – it's not exclusive to them. Imagine being a defensive coordinator on a team that doesn't have that personnel. And now you got to defend all of that stuff and they're better than you are. That's what's really causing problems. For me. And, and when you play these two defenses, it seems like when you catch them in man, now all of a sudden my defenders have my back to the quarterback. Yep. And if he pulls it down and runs, there's it, nobody there. There's nobody home. If he can break that first wave, he's got some running room. So Yes. That seems like that seems like I've seen Nick Saban and Kirby Smart get burned of that so often. Is just yeah. if that quarterback can Jay, see Jay him in hands. Yeah, look at Jaden Daniels the last two years. It's the yeah. exact same thing. And then what you try to do if you're going to try to pressure him is you want to try and zone pressure him. So you're you're creating some pressure and some numbers advantages, but your zone is allowing you to drop out of there with whoever you choose to drop out of. But he's facing the quarterback. Right. And so it, then again, so now we're on to another conversation it puts you in a bind sometimes when you want to just line up and have a normal pressure package. And you're like, well, we can't because if we play man behind it and the guy sees the front door open and he takes off, we're done. Yeah. I mean, just, that's the thing, man. I don't know why anybody in their right mind would coach defense in college football. <laughs> I ever. Yeah. Ever. You, you can tell Kirby Smart's respect for him. He said yesterday, uh, somebody asked him if it was like Tim Tebow. And he's like, with all due respect to Tim Tebow, you know, basically, he said Tebow ran like a fullback. This guy runs like a fast tailback. Yeah. And he said he's he said I would compare him more to a bigger Lamar Jackson. And oh, and that yeah. was the comparison that Kirby Smart made. Yeah, built like Jalen Hurts, the twitchiness yeah. and suddenness of Lamar Jackson. Um, and and then I think the other part of it is the sheer strength. It's hard to bring him down. Like yeah. you better get you better get the opposite color jersey around him a lot. Well, that was like uh, on the fourth down run, uh, the oh. third down run that he he made late in the game against Auburn. I mean, Nehemiah Pritchett stoned him, but then Pritchett left the game. I mean, it was like and, and Hurts. I mean, <laughs> like they both hit and then they both dropped. Yeah, yeah, and Hurts was fine, and Pritchett had to leave the game. And you're like, yeah. dang man, that is a big quarterback that gets a hit like that. And he's yeah. just all right. I'm back to the huddle, and meanwhile, the defender's laying on the ground. Oh, it yeah. is, man. I can't. He he is a load. There is no doubt about it. He is an absolute load. All right, this is Tom Lugabill. It is Ball, and he is with ESPN. The show presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign in. You make that initial deposit, they'll give you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 with code next round at MyBookie.ag. That is MyBookie.ag, code next round. Also, apparel on the show presented by Roback.com. Roback has those great soft hoodies, the quarter zips, golf shirts, the pants, crew necks. It is great, great gift-giving ideas there at Roback. Go to Roback.com. Use code TNR20. That is TNR20. Save 20% off your initial order at roback.com. Code TNR20. All right, let's flip it. 
with the Georgia offense against the Alabama defense. This Georgia offense, it's one of those that might change coordinators, but never really changes approaches. The approach, much like when it was Nick Saban changing coordinators, Kirby has been the same way. You're going to come in and you may call plays differently, but you're going to use my style. And it feels like Mike Bobo has done that. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you think about the criticism that Mike Bobo has received really ever since the latter part of his tenure at Georgia the first time. And you look at the criticism he received as the coach of Colorado State um, and and a a few stops as an assistant and a coordinator. Well, what's the common denominator between all those stops and the places at now? One place has players and the other places didn't have players. (laughs) So, like, Mike Bobo's not dumb. Mike Bobo's been around a long time. And Mike Bobo knows He's a much better football coach when they've got really good players. But I will, I'll give him a lot of credit in this regard. I, I think outside of Jalen Milrow, one of, the, one of the most developed, matured, productive quarterbacks in all of college football this year has to be Carson Beck. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's further evidence that when a quarterback who commits and signs with the school and knows what's in front of him, but understands the bigger picture and the maturity and the growth and being within the scheme and within the program. And now all of a sudden you're 20 years old, close to 21 years old, and you get your opportunity to play. That's an entirely different player than a guy who's 18 or 19. And we see so many of these players, and I want to give Carson Beck a lot of credit here. We see so many of these players that, well, if they don't get on the field right away, they're gone. They're, they're, They're going somewhere else. He hung in there. He battled. He had to beat out three other guys to win the job. You could say that early on in the season, they were in there, ho-hum, just okay, kind of chugging along. There was the criticism. And now, really from the second half of the Auburn game and the beginning of the Kentucky game, he took off. And outside of maybe Brady Cook at Missouri right now, they're as dangerous a passing game is just about anybody in the SEC outside of, I mean, LSU obviously on offense has been phenomenal, but for a guy that's not a mobile athlete, just pure throwing the football, I mean, he's really, really efficient. And they've done a lot of this. We have not seen McConkey and Brock Bowers on the field at the same time an awful lot this year. And I don't know that we will Saturday. Um, uh, McConkey has been banged up all year. Yeah. Bowers has been in and out. He did not play against Georgia Tech, I'm pretty sure. That was to rest him for Alabama, though Kirby Smart would never admit that. But when you see McConkey and Bowers on the field at the same time, it is a different offense. And, and Bobo has done that without two of his better weapons playing at the same time most of the year. Yeah, and, and you know, Ra-Ra Thomas and, and Marcus Rosby, Jack Saint, when they've had their opportunities, yeah. because Bowers and Lad McConkey were both out for a while, there was some overlap there. Those guys rose to the occasion. And I think actually, to be honest with you, Having Brock Bowers be out of the mix may have helped Carson Beck have to really trust in other areas of the offense, not have that security blanket. Because I, I think I said this to you after the Auburn game. is like the problem with Brock Bowers is when he's covered, he's not covered. So it can get you locked in because you're like, I know if I give him a shot, he's going to make a play. And the next thing you know, you're late on a throw because you're waiting on him. Safety comes over the top, boom, you make a bad decision. Whereas if he's not in the ball game, you got to get from A to B to C to D, and you're you don't have that dependency. So it probably made Carson Beck a, a little bit of a better player, not having him or McConkey on the field, and forcing him to have to trust in personnel and other guys that maybe hadn't quite materialized to the level of McConkey and Bowers. 
On the Alabama defensive side, they had trouble getting Auburn off the field. They really struggled with a quarterback run. Peyton Thorne had some success yeah. with a quarterback run there. Now, Peyton Thorne also did not throw for 100 yards. So Alabama did make Auburn one-dimensional, but it was a dimension that almost won the game. Yeah. Um, when you look at this Alabama defense, um, you know, as it has developed over you, – you came in knowing Kool-Aid McKinstry – was the type of corner that people don't throw at. So people started picking on Terry on Arnold, and he had two interceptions Saturday. Yeah, don't pick on him either. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say, Lugs. I don't know which corner you pick on now because Arnold has developed into a really good corner. They, he has, and they've done such a good job. Do you remember early on? I think it was either off of the Texas a It was off the Texas A&M game, and Malachi Moore went down. Yeah. And you have Cal you have Caleb Dowds on the field, but he's a yep. freshman, so you're like, okay, what are we going to do? And then they took Terry on Arnold. They moved him inside. Um, and they really kind of worked that well. And the next week against Arkansas, they had a plan. If it was going to be nickel, it would be um, Terry on Arnold. And if it was going to be, I think, base or whatever, they were going to move Caleb Downs over there. They had a really good plan. And then they've just been, when they've had their two corners on the field and not had to adjust for injury to the inside of the safety spot, those guys have answered the toll. They're big. They're athletic. Um, I thought, you know, I was talking about, run gap schemes and when you're not better than the opponent, which Auburn is not better than Alabama up front, but they ran the old single wing and, you know, guard tackle pull and guard H back pull and the counter and all those sorts of things to try and leverage them. And it worked. They, they ran the ball nicely at the running back position too, not just with the quarterback. Oh position. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty complete effort. It was a really, I thought a good game plan. Um, and listen, I know there's a lot of criticism of, of how that game played out, but I, you had to know that Auburn wasn't going to show up and play the way they did against New Mexico State. You, you had to know in an environment like that. I don't care. I mean, look at how, how Alabama's had to escape that place. Lots of people have had to escape that place. Um, they're just fortunate that they happen to have the better team and they made a play late. And, and uh, But it, I, think, I don't think you'll see Alabama necessarily play the way they played this coming week against Georgia. We're about to talk coaching, saving and smart, but while we're on defense, while we were talking about defense, it just occurred to me, you've got a, just a collection of uh, basically defensive genius in this game. Yeah, a bunch of guys that have all worked for each other, with each other, cut from the same cloth, totally have a complete and utter understanding of what the philosophical identity of the defense, what it's supposed to be. And they've all been very, very fortunate that by and large, at most places they've been, they've been able to incorporate a tried and true scheme with elite level players, right? Which has made them all really, really good coaches, um, particularly as assistant coaches. He is ESPN's Tom Lukabil. This is Ball. It is presented each week by MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign on at MyBookie.ag. Get that sign-on bonus match 50% up to $1,000. You make your initial deposit, they match it 50% up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie.ag code next round. MyBookie.ag code next round. Also, Lance'sLock.com. Coming off a huge football weekend, he made a guarantee, a money-back guarantee. You didn't have to ask for your money back because Lance won, just like we knew he oh, would. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Lance'sLock.com. Daily packages, weekly, monthly, season-long, NFL, college football, college hoops, NBA, all up right now. Lance'sLock.com. All right, let's wrap up talking about these two coaches. Kirby Smart and Nick Saban have been together so long. I'm curious, if there were to be a way to strip logos and colors of jerseys off, if you were watching 
Kirby Smart film, Nick Saban film from these teams. Could you tell a difference, do you think, just not knowing who the team was, just trying to judge? Right, that's a Kirby Smart team. That's a Nick Saban team. Did they look that close? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think they looked that close. There, There's no question about it. Um, and, I, and one of the reasons why is there's a very, we call them critical factors. There's a very distinct necessity of a set of critical factors of what you want out of each position. OK, in terms of height, weight, speed, hand size, arm length and where those positions have to have those certain sets of critical factors. So what you would first notice, you did that. You'd notice the body type at certain positions. You would notice. Have you noticed there's always a Dante Hightower looking guy? Mm -hmm. Right. So that guy has to have that type of build because of the role he is in. Generally, you're going to have your bigger, thicker, more physical boundary side corner in the short area of the field, right? That's Terry on Arnold. You have uh, on the other side, you'd have Kool-Aid, right? So he's going to be more of your field guy. So I think you would you would be able to notice it. You would notice um, really, really big bodied guys on the inside, on the interior, um, because oftentimes in this scheme, it can be very linebacker driven, linebacker heavy. What I mean by that, Linebackers that are true linebackers that can be used as pass rushers, but on rundown, they may not come out of the game. So you got to have those bodies in front of them that allow for them to flow to the ball. But I think that's where it would stand out. Scheme wise, yeah, you'd, be a, you'd have, you know, Rip Liz and all of the stuff you've heard about and, and that they do on the back end and, and, you know, pattern matching and all those sorts of things scheme wise would be very similar. But I think it would be the body types that would look most similar. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, for every Jonathan Allen at Alabama, there's Jalen Carter at Georgia. For every Nolan Smith at Georgia, there's a Will Anderson at Alabama. I mean, a lot of those guys look a lot alike, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it, it, they really do. I mean, it's it's just um, there's a certain build. There's a certain and, – and I think the other thing, too, is mentality, right? Um, how do they play? Yeah. Um, what's the endurance like? What type of shape are they in? How do they finish? Um you know, uh, unselfish play. Uh, and I also think the other thing too, that there's such a demanding, such a demanding component to playing defense for both of those guys is mental errors will put yeah. you on the bench. You make mental errors. They do not care how talented you are. You will play. You won't play. And, yeah. and that's just the bottom line. You know, it's interesting. I was watching Eagles Bills on Sunday, and the Eagles have a ton of Alabama and Georgia players. Oh, I know. And I mean, it's like watching an SEC All Star team. And uh, and Jim Nance said that Nick Sirianni, the Eagles coach, said one of the main things he credits to the winning attitude of their team. Their team just knows how to win games. And he says the main thing he credits it is the number of Alabama and Georgia guys they have in the locker room. It was like those guys come from a place where winning is all that is accepted. And 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 that's it is carried over to the NFL. That's a, it's such an incredible compliment to Nick Saban and Kirby Smart to hear an NFL coach on the team with the best record in the NFL say that about their two programs. It's a huge compliment, and it's interesting that he said that because you'll hear a lot of coaches talk in recruiting. Be careful of the really, really, really good player that is on a team that doesn't win games. Yeah. Right. And yeah. why is that? Um, because it's the exact opposite of what he's saying. If, if a guy doesn't understand accountability, the guy doesn't understand responsibility, uh, work ethic, how to win, and the performance on the field isn't translating into wins, we got to be careful about that guy. 
He is ESPN's Tom Lugabell. This is Ball. It is presented each week by MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign on at MyBookie.ag. They will match your initial deposit 50% up to $1,000. MyBookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere at MyBookie.ag. Great preview of the SEC Championship game, Luke. Thank you for the time. We'll see you next week. You bet. Looking forward to it, man. Have a great week.